chapter 13, Anansasem. Anansasem, I asked, tripping over the syllables. What does that mean? A storyteller, John Henry answered. He stroked his chin in thought. But more than just words, more than just once upon a time and the end, it's about the entire experience from the audience to the stage to the spectacle. There's music, too, I reckon, but... Enough! Brer shouted. He leaped high in the air off the hilltop and down to the field below, scattering the butterflies. The spell was broken. They fluttered off to the flowers and trees, and Brer turned around with a glare. Do you want to bring those iron monsters down on our heads? Of all the... Brer, John Henry rumbled in warning. Stupid, idiotic, brainless. That's quite enough, Brer, Miss Sarah said. Dumb, selfish, Brer, all three gods shouted, and Brer finally ended his rant. He turned and, with three powerful leaps, hopped out of the forest glade and into the network of thicket tunnels. John Henry, Miss Sarah, and Miss Rose huddled together, murmuring under their breath, and I rolled my eyes. More adult conversations. But I had to admit I was spooked. The paper giant I maybe could have ignored as a one-off freaky occurrence in a freaky place with freaky creatures. But now, the butterflies, all of a sudden, I felt like the freaky one. That was not a good feeling. Tristan, John Henry called, startling me. The giant man motioned for me to join them. Gum Baby broke off from harassing a cluster of butterflies and ran over as well. So, she said, did Gum Baby do good or not? John Henry patted her on the head, nearly smushing her, then looked confused when he lifted his hand to find Gum Baby stuck to it. Yes, you did fine. But what's important is what happens next. I frowned. What do you mean? Miss Sarah smoothed one of her wings and cleared her throat. The thicket is in danger. We were discussing that before you, uh... Before he hopped in with a thorny bottom? Gumbaby asked. My face grew hot with embarrassment and Miss Rose rolled her eyes. Yes, thank you, Gumbaby, she said. The point is... In his butt, Gumbaby whispered and snickered. We have a dilemma, Miss Sarah said loudly. I looked around at all the grim faces and blew out a puff of air. The iron monster you all were talking about, the fetterlings. And hall beasts and bran flies, Miss Rose murmured. I didn't know what those were, but I shuddered at the names. Why did everything around here have to sound so painful? Why couldn't we be up against creatures called fluff birds and taffy paws? Yeah, I guess, I continued. Brer Fox said the iron monsters are all worked up because of me, I wanted to say. Of that giant rip in the sky and and they're picking us off one by one, John Henry finished. They're hunting us for some reason. Everyone who's caught gets dragged to well, to a bad place, never to be seen again. To the ma, I started to ask, but three voices shushed me and someone threw sap at my head. We try not to call attention to that thing, Miss Sarah began. And you need to be especially careful, Miss Rose finished. Me? Why? Because you're an Anansasem, John Henry said. 
His voice rumbled, and he got down on one giant knee. When you tell stories, something special happens, like you just saw with the butterflies. That's why we call them things iron monsters, and I reckon you especially ought to do the same. You have to be careful, Miss Rose warned. Miss Sarah nodded. You have to focus, concentrate on what you're speaking about, and learn to control. I threw out my hands. I don't even know what Anna, Anon, what that means. It means you have Anansi's gift, said John Henry. I'm still not sure how the weaver created this magic, but what I do know is the world listens to you, and you listen to it. A thought jumped into my mind, and I inhaled sharply. The music. The others looked confused, and I explained. I've been hearing music ever since I arrived. Drums, clapping, even some singing, but it's real faint. I paused as a giant yawn escaped my mouth. The events of the past night were catching up to me, and I still didn't know how I was going to get home, or if I could go home. With the terror in the sky making everyone's lives down here a living nightmare, I wasn't even sure I should go home, not without trying to help. But being some kind of magic storyteller wasn't going to be of much use in an iron monster attack. Tristan Strong, the butterfly whisperer, Whoop-de-poop-de-doo. Another yawn threatened to break out. All the stress was exhausting. If this was how adults felt all the time, you could miss me with that mess. John Henry frowned. All right, that's enough for now. We need to, figure, we need to do some figuring about this. Gum baby, take Tristan to get some food with the others and send Ayana in here if you see her. Gumbaby saluted and started trotting down the grassy hill to the doorway in the thorns. I began to follow, but a deep voice stopped me. Tristan, John Henry said. He pointed a massive finger at me. This ain't over. Something ain't adding up completely, but there ain't no time to toss over it now. We will speak again. I swallowed and nodded, then hurried after Gumbaby. What had I gotten myself into?